Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus 15% off your first order with code Odyssey. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome, everybody, to Extra the Podcast. I'm Melvin Robert. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a great podcast for you. First up, Donna Kelsey was named one of the 25 most intriguing people of the year by People magazine. We catch up with Mama Kelsey herself, who weighs in on whether Travis will be adding the title of action movie star to his resume. Then we sit down with the cast of Ted Lasso, who reveals how they're processing the end of the series and whether a spin-off could be in the future. Plus, the show that brought true crime to TV is back, and the man who started it all, John Walsh, returns as host of America's Most Wanted, The Reboot. We talk to John and his co-host, son Callahan, about why they have such a passion for this work. But first, Tom Sandoval cheating on Ariana Maddox with her BFF Raquel, now known as Rachel, became the biggest reality TV scandal of 2023. But buckle up everybody because the bombshell new season of Vanderpump Rules is about to take the new year by storm. We are chatting with the show stars at the season 11 premiere party. You look absolutely gorgeous tonight. How are you feeling? Thank you. Good. Cold. Yeah. It's a little chilly. It's not nearly as cold as it is in New York, but for LA, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, and you're actually super busy right now. How are you feeling about your Broadway debut and how, how it's going to go? I'm really excited. There's moments where I have little freakouts, um, ma- baby panic attacks, but I just have to be confident in knowing that we're doing the work and I'm going to be prepared. I mean, you were great on Dancing with the Stars. Any of that Thank choreography? You go into helping you with the show? There's definitely a lot of stuff that has been a good prep for it with dancing. Um, just certain things about holding ways to hold my body or like little details or things that I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I, I did, I learned that. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Like you're, you're doing so much, even your book. If it could be made into a movie, like who would you want to play? Oh, I would say Florence Pugh. Oh, I love her. Yeah, I yeah. feel like she would get me and I feel like my finale, the scene in the finale last season was very Midsommar <laughs> absolutely alright so talking about Vanderpump and last season how are we doing this year what are we looking forward to in the season this year I mean this year is obviously very different than last year for me this year still had obviously a lot of low lows at different times but last year I was dealing with two like very major losses in my family and that was before any of the other stuff so this year even with the low lows it does feel much lighter um, much brighter and much more focused on just the future absolutely and 
uh, I know that your your girls, your your pod, has like rallied around you. <laughs> how much of how much have they been a, a great influence for you going into this summer and like your healing process? Oh my gosh, my friends are everything. I mean, they inspire me so much with their strength, and I always just hope that in the way that they've been there for me, I hope that I can be there for them and. It's, it's been really awesome to see also friends from all different phases and eras of, of my life who are now like best friends on their own because everybody, you know, we all just became like one family and it, it's been really, really awesome. If you could come up with one word for the show this season, what would you say it is? Hmm. The season, um, kooky. <laughs> I love that. Okay, I have a quick quiz for you, if you wouldn't mind me asking. Okay. Um, it's just for fun. Yeah, uh, I love a quiz. Okay, who in the season drank the most? Me or Katie, because everyone else was, like, doing a sober summer or something. <laughs> okay, who's most likely to uh, get married next? Hmm. I also just seen like she's already married. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe Schwartz. Maybe Schwartz will find like a sugar mama or something. I love that. Speaking of Schwartz, I oh wait, no, James and Allie. Okay, I think fun. yeah. How's the sale of the house going? We'll see. Okay. Yeah, you know. Okay. Well, we're waiting. We're, fall's not in my court anymore. Got so, it, got it. Yep. great answer. Well, have a great night. Thank you. Thank so much. you too. Oh my gosh, she looks absolutely fabulous. Oh gosh, I've been in the car forever. Thank you. They're very heavy. Oh, they're beautiful. Okay, so last season was, well, I mean, everyone was talking about it. What can we expect this season? Is it top last season? Oh, well, I think one of the wonderful things about Vanderpump Rules is that it's always something different. Every season is different. And of course, we were dealing with different issues. Last season, there was a lot of duplicity. And this season, there's a lot of honesty. It's a lot of sadness, but it's also sparky, and it's a fast ride. Um, but you know, there has been cohesion, so I had to be the one to try and facilitate that. Some people like Lala were open to it. They were. <laughs> some some were open to it, but you know, some were a little bit more um, stubborn when it came. Were you? Would you say that you were a catalyst in like sort of trying to navigate the healing process between Tom and Ariana and the two? I think I had to be, no, because I'm probably not as judgmental as them because I've been on this planet a lot longer and seen a, a lot more. And also, if I'm looking at it from a matriarchal, you know, you can't just hold every because maybe none of them would be in the show if I held every one of them accountable and said, okay, you did this, you did that. I mean, look at Jax. Remember the first season? Shagging a porn star, stealing sunglasses. I mean, you know... I just think the outcry just kind of gathered so much momentum. As I say, sitting at the Correspondence Center, it was talked about there. And Adele's concert, it was talked about there. It was everywhere. It just kind of ran like a virus through, you know, through the kind of the world, around the world, literally. But, you know, I'm always there to try and shine a, a positive light, but a, a real light. And um, that's not always easy, but I do my 
my best. How do you think Tom's doing as far as like now that we've gotten to this point? You know, Ariana's really thriving. She's doing Chicago. Like, but that's what I love too. I love to come back as well. If Ariana was sitting in a corner, she was depressed, and she was when she was kind of like curled up on the sofa, telling she, she wants him to die. If she stayed like that, I think we'd. But then we were like, you, you saw her, right? Don't get mad. Get even, and then some. So I like that very much. You know, I always say some. You know, the best revenge is living your best life. I, I always say that, you know, and I've been hurt by castmates on shows before, and I always think, no, just go do, do what you gotta do, you know. Absolutely. Now, what do you think is the most, like, tension-wise? What is the most tension this season between castmates? No, it wasn't so much Tom and Katie, but they're all different levels of intensity. There were, and it was always complicated dynamic. I can't, I can't pin that one down. How are you feeling tonight? Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm, uh, you know, it's a lot of bright lights. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm excited that the season is, is going. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it to, to get going, to get moving, um, because I'm just, I'm all about the future right now, you know? What can viewers expect as far as this new season, seeing a new side of you? You know, I've done a lot of work on myself, and I, um, I really just, you know, worked really, really hard to uh, to mend friendships, to to really focus on the things that are important in life. You know, it sort of was like a perspective change for me. I feel like I was lost in a current, in a, in a cyclone, like, and um, getting my feet back on the ground, um, approaching it from a place of, of sobriety, um, and really facing it, um, I feel like really just got me to grow the most. You know, it's like when you go through the, your hardest things, you know, I feel like you grow the most. Do you think it's like one of the hardest things yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, our host of the show always says that you deserve redemption. You deserve a lot of sympathy. Um, what do you What do you hope that viewers will take away from it? I just hope that the viewers can can really like, you know, one thing I, I really loved is is how, I mean, we're all very open, but just to understand that I am very being very open, being very honest, and, and, and letting people in, and I just hope that they they really like take that, in. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You've done a lot. You've done special forces. Um, have you ever thought about doing like acting or getting into the movies? Yeah, actually, I have. Uh, I have. Uh, um, a movie that I just did for uh, Lifetime coming out, um, like I think around Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Have we? Did I know about that yet? Or is this? Uh, it's pretty. No, it's pretty new. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You also have a podcast called Everybody, Everybody Loves Tom, which I'm so excited about. It's been going so well. We've had such great guests. We uh, we have Pete Monzingo is uh, coming out this Thursday. Um, yeah, it's been awesome. Like Dr. Drew. Yeah, it's been great. Okay. So since you have a podcast with Everybody Loves Tom, is there anybody new in your love life? Ah, uh, I mean, look, I'm not getting too serious right now. I'm just, uh, just sort of taking things a little slow, you know. Quick, quick question: Who had the most drama this season? Uh, I mean, probably me. Who drank the most? Oh uh, man, I would say I don't know. That's a tough one because I don't. I'm, there's there's cast members that I don't, you know, talk to. But I would say maybe Schwartz. And uh, one word to describe the season. Uh, for me, heavy. Okay, thank you so much.
If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks that it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, a flea market find, or a midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees? Period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The new season of Vanderpump Rules premieres January 30th on Bravo and on Peacock. Now to this. Donna Kelsey's two sons have five Super Bowl appearances between them and three rings. Jason has his own documentary and Travis has the most famous girlfriend in the world. But... Will Travis be adding the title of action movie star to his resume next? Extras Billy Bush catches up with Mama Kelsey to find out. Hi, Billy. Are you at hell of a good headquarters or are you at your house? I'm hell of a good having fun. You looks like the hell of a good headquarters. Looks very, I see some dip behind me. Now, see, when I put a hell of a good dip in there, I like to have some vegetables there. I see Mama Kelsey with some sensible vegetables behind her. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You definitely have to have those. It's always good to have a uh, hell of a good dip and some veggies and other things to uh, dip while you're having fun. All right. This what can I help you with today? <laughs> what can you help me with? Let's see. Let's see. Let's do our little dance, shall we? <laughs> okay. Sounds like fun. Two step. Okay. Let's here go. we go. All right. Uh, joining me right now, one of the 25 most intriguing people of 2023. Already pretty intriguing in 2024. I'll say that. Donna Kelsey. Donna, Mama, uh, how does it feel, first of all, to be one of the most intriguing people in America? <laughs> well, I don't know if intriguing is the correct word, but yes, uh, I've been having a blast this past year. It's kind of a surreal moment, uh, very exciting. Met a lot of really neat people, a lot of really fun experiences. It's been a definite blast. What, what, what word would you use? Intriguing is sort of vague, I agree. Uh, sarcastic? Sarcastic. One of the 25 most <laughs> sarcastic people in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. But uh, no, I just think I'm, I'm a normal mom. I, you know, I feel that I represent a lot of moms and that they're exactly like me. I don't feel any differently than any other mother. So it's just, just you know, circumstances uh, have happened and it's kind of fun and it's been a fun ride. Well, you sacrifice a lot when you're raising, you know, boys and you're driving. True. To different I wasn't the only mom. I'm right. sure yours did, too. Well, she sure did. But but you get but the payoff is is now all this fun. I mean, not every mom gets the yeah. fun that you're yeah. getting. They, you know, they no, it's true. A lot of really fun experiences, fun people to meet uh, a lot of opportunities that I would have never had otherwise, for sure. Donna, can I say something between us girls? Uh, the bangs, love them. Sure. Hello. Hello. Oh, there you go. Okay. I'll let my hairdresser know. I... <laughs> <laughs> is the hairdresser close by and is, is he smiling right now? Yes, she is. Oh, she. Well, we have most yes. male hairdressers in Hollywood. Um, 
Donna. That's true. The hell of a good dips. You've got seven of them. My favorite is bodacious bacon and horseradish. What's yours? Oh, you know, I really like their uh, hell of a good French onion. And I also like their uh, buttermilk ranch, which is really good to dip your barbecue chicken into. What is Mama Kelsey? It's yummy for me. What is Mama Kelsey's go-to recipe on Super Bowl Sunday? She's got a crowd coming over, maybe before the boys were famous. What was happening? Um, you know, hell of a good is has this new big game countdown calendar this year. Hey. And so there's prizes and things like that that are kind of fun and exciting seven days up to the game. But my favorite thing is a seven-layer dip, which is a Tex-Mex dip that you use with a hell of a good jalapeno cheddar. And, you know, you've got your guacamole, you have your refried beans, you know, it goes on and on and on. Uh, so it's it's one of my go-tos, and I've uh, got a lot of compliments over the years, for sure. Are you a tailgating expert? Have you done a little tailgating in your No. No, I, I, you know, like now I couldn't do tailgating. <laughs> I would never get to the game. I'd have to swim through, you know. You so, oh, so many people would want to party with Mama Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. It's it's just uh, if you've ever been to Kansas City or Philadelphia, um, it is a sea of people in tailgating. Yeah, it's it's quite cra crazy. Very very fun though. Mama. But yeah, let's I have gone, I have been there, but I don't do it anymore. It's just too difficult uh, to get around. There's an article recently by two of Travis's managers spoke about a big movie career for him. Action star, movies, all those things. What do you think about Killer Trav, you know, in the Expendables or something? Uh, that would be wild, but I think he could pull it off. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. I, you know, whatever he does, whatever Jason does, I really, truly believe they put their heart and soul into it and they're going to be good at whatever they choose afterwards. Will you be at the Super Bowl even if the Chiefs or the Eagles are not in it? I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't been in the past. Um, we'll just see how it goes. I I'm not sure right now. I'd like you to be my guest at Shaq's Funhouse uh, for... Uh for some dancing and uh, for a couple of cocktails with Shaq. What do you think about that? Are we in? I don't know. I have to check my calendar. <laughs> Come on. I think I think one of the guys are gonna. I think one of the guys will get there. I don't know that you'll ever have two boys in the Super Bowl together again. That was just magic. That was pretty special. It was a pretty special year. It's been a blast. It's just been so surreal, and I don't even know what my life has become. So <laughs> it's kind of fun. All right, final question. What's on your playlist? What, 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 what are you listening to right now? Uh, B-52s. Wow. Rock lobster. Re-rock lobster. I'm way, back, I'm way back in the past. Or maybe a little of Earth, Wind & Fire. Earth, yeah. Wind. Oh, me too. September. Did you watch the Golden, yeah. did you watch the Golden Globes? I did. I did. Your thoughts? Good show. Um, it, you know, it's just fun. I really ha I laughed a lot when Will Ferrell and uh, Kristen Wiig were up there. That was pretty funny. That was the highlight. That was the highlight they're, of the night. They're pretty talented people. Talented people. Yeah. Do you think the right person won in original song? You know, it's not my call. 
<laughs> I can't vote. I can't vote. <laughs> Mama Kelsey is too savvy for me. She's really, I'm trying to do my little Mama Kelsey dance and you know, we're doing. <laughs> oh, we're having a hell of a good time, aren't we? We are always. Hell of a good. All right. It is an advent calendar. It's kind of cool. Hell of a good dips. They've got a countdown seven days, the Super Bowl. It gets rocking on the 16th uh, is when you can you can read about it and learn about it, right? Correct. January yep, all the 16th. Way to the 26th. On January 16th, mm -hmm. you can enter to win a limited number of hell of a good big game countdown calendars. Hellofagood.com slash giveaways. Mama Kelsey, they've got the ultimate pitch woman in you. Can't wait to see you at the Super Bowl for dancing, partying, and having fun. Thanks a lot, Billy. I appreciate Go it. Go Chiefs. Let me tell you, whatever her two sons are doing, you can be sure that Donna Kelsey will be there to cheer them on. Okay, now, everybody, how about this? With 13 Emmy wins two Golden Globes, and three SAG Awards, Ted Lasso has truly won over the hearts of fans and critics alike in the show's third and final season. Extra catches up with the cast who is still processing the end and possible spin-offs. Could we see them? Take a listen. Find out for yourself. So tell me a little bit about the chemistry on the show and how it's evolved from the beginning all the way through season three. What's changed and how do you guys get along? Um, we've just continued working with each other, or, or we had been. We, you know, we were working together in intimate quarters for such a long time, um, and somehow through all those years, no one had a blow up, um, you know, or, or, or like an ill-timed coke binge or something. Like we all, we all stayed friends. Um, everyone just legitimately good people and good to work with and good hangs. You know, you go to that many soccer games together, you're gonna be close. Were you surprised at how inspirational this show hit people? Like world leaders, presidents were reacting to it in a way that was, you know, I would assume unexpected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a little unexpected. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, first putting the show together, we're like, ah, oh, okay, this is probably going to be good. Um, but yeah, what happened since has been absolutely, you know, it, it's baffling. <laughs> it's baffling. And, and um, yeah, it's just a thing of like if you put out there, something maybe maybe it's going to be better than the sum of its parts um if your if your heart's in the right place and hopefully ours was now there's all sorts of speculation on possible spin-offs what are we hearing well from the word is the extra word is what have you heard on that i mean how what are your feelings on spin-offs a coach beard spin-off what are you what are you thinking um i'm i'm open to everything um nothing's been ruled out including doing nothing um <laughs> But I will say, like, the idea of a Coach Beard spinoff is the one I'm most skeptical of because Coach Beard is pretty much defined by being with Ted. So if you're working just with him, it's like you wouldn't have a show just called Laverne. You know, there'd be, there'd be something missing. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, who knows still. I'm, I'm, I'm glad and encouraged that the door has not been completely shut. It still might, but, uh, but it hasn't yet. Okay, here's a detailed question for you. Ooh, fun. All right, five stages of grief, right? Mm -hmm, Denial, mm -hmm. anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Where are you when it comes to the ending of Ted Lasso? Oh, acceptance. <laughs> I've had a while. <laughs> you know, because we, we, we wrote it, and then we shot it, and then it came out later, and now we've been talking about it the whole time. Oh, yeah, I'm way past acceptance. Uh, plus, you know, we were in London a little bit longer than we had expected to. 
we were in London a little longer than, than we had expected to be. So by the time we left, it was like, okay, let's go. Got to see my cat. Um, so yeah, I haven't been accepting it for a while now. Wonderful. Thank you, sir. All right, so Billy, tell me a little bit about the chemistry of this show. Yeah. The seasons that have gone by, what's evolved? What's changed for you? Well, I mean, you know, lots changed from my character. You know, there was a storyline that I didn't necessarily expect going into season one to season three and the journey from that. But I think, I think, yeah, the camaraderie that we all have on set and the connection that we all have together as friends, as you know, it's, it's really cool to, to actually portray you know, characters that are friends as well in, in the show. You know, of course there's their drama and everything like that. But yeah, the, um, the chemistry is important and I'm glad that us as cast members, we have a lot of chemistry. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the inspiration of this show to so many people around the world, including world leaders, presidents who have yeah. voiced how inspiring it is for them. Was that surprising and how did you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I had a bit, a bit of a busy 2023. I you know, met Biden and you know, was, was at the White House. You know, Not many people can say that, but I think that that's testament to this show and you know we won a peabody award as well which was uh which is which is a really great award i think that it never it it, it never strikes me when, when i you know it always amazes me when i see on twitter you know just the the effect that this show has and um i'm really really blessed to be a part of it now there's folks speculating about possible spin-offs mm. what's your take on that yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. There's just so many spin-offs, you know, that I, I, that I could think of. You know, you think that this show has created, you know, Ted Lasso, but it's the writers, Jason, you know, Brendan and Joe, you know, they've just created so many lives and so many worlds that this could go, this show could go in any direction, you know, and, and if I'm involved, you know, I'd, I'd love to be, but if I'm not, I'll sit and watch it. <laughs> Well, what's next for you? Well, yeah, so I have a I have an animated series uh, coming out on Apple, which is uh, which is really cool. That's going to sort of be advertised this year sometime. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's that's about it. Really, the strike and everything, you know, kind of kind of yeah. stalled everything. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to you know this year trying to see what I can get, and hopefully it's something just as good as Ted Lasso. I feel like I might have peaked. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe. Now, when it comes to five stages of grief, are you ready for this? Okay. Okay. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Where are you at the ending of Ted Lasso? Oh, that's such a good question. I think I, I was denial for a very long time. Um, and um, give, me, give, give me the third one. What was the third one? The third one hit me. Denial, anger, bargaining. Bargaining. There we go. I'm bargaining. Yeah. Right now, you know, I'm here listening to the conversations, hearing what's happening. And yeah, I'm trying to strike up a bargain, see if we can do another one. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Everybody else jumped in acceptance. I'm done. No, acceptance. no, 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 no. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thank, Thank you so you, much. So, Hannah, your friendship with Keely on the show. Yes. It's evolved. And in the, end, in the end, you were each other's strongest supporters, right? You've spoken about the importance of women empowering one another. How important was it to get this friendship onto the screen? It was, it was, I mean, of paramount importance, and it was written exactly like that. And I think it's just been beautiful kismet that myself and Juno Temple formed this effortless, lifelong friendship ourselves. So it just lends such beauty and such honesty to what we're trying to, to get through to everyone. And, and I think that's what's done it. You know, the, the, the companion of writing and us two just loving each other's molecules in real life has, has created something really special. How do you feel about the chemistry of the show and how it's evolved over the three years between the cast? 
Do you know what? It didn't even need to evolve. It happened straight away from the first read through. There was something, I think we all felt like a around the whole table. And it continued like that because there's no one that thinks they're more important than anyone else. And I think that's the key with something like TED. It has to be a complete, like an old school theater company. So whenever we would be doing like line runs of a scene, we would we'd go, no, shouldn't she have that line? Shouldn't he have that line? There was no like me, me, me ever at any point. And that's unusual and a beautiful blessing. All the speculation about uh, spin-offs. What's your take on that? I haven't got a clue. I mean, even if there was a spin-off type thing with one character, it wouldn't really be for me. I've always been quite vocal about that. I mean, I'm vocal about a lot of things. I was quite vocal about that one that I, I would it's a for me it would be Ted and Rebecca at the at the center of it or I wouldn't really be into it really because they are what influences each other the most so yeah if we were reforming AFC Richmond that's my team I'd be there Terrific. Thank Can I ask you. her about the Christmas album or no? Yeah, of course. Okay. Hello. One Why more quickie. Over <laughs> yeah. Christmas, huge hit, right? Yes, thank You'll you. You'll be back with a special next year. What, what do you? What well, let, plans? let's hope so. Some of the cast? I feel like I feel like my my home for Christmas special was my Christmas starter, my appetizer, and we'll be back for more. I mean, fantastic voice, so beautiful, thank you so, so much. beautiful. Extra the podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, if I had an extra hour in my day, I might take a nap, read a book, or maybe just do nothing. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we just had more time. The question is, time for what, right? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and then make that thing a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. And therapy is not just for someone who has experienced a major trauma. Therapy can help you learn positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, and it also helps you to be the best version of yourself. It has done wonders for me in my life. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Extra TV today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Extra TV. In the fast-paced world of attacking, speed is everything, and that's where the Furon 7 Plus shines. Engineered for accuracy and precision at a rapid pace, it's your secret weapon on the pitch. Experience overall comfort and precise striking, even in the game's fastest moments. The nylon outsole with its V-shaped stud configuration is designed for firm ground, giving you the grip you need to outmaneuver your opponents. Step up your attacking game and learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. You can watch all three seasons of Ted Lasso on Apple TV+. Plus. Next, the show that brought true crime to TV is back, and the man who started it all, John Walsh, returns as host of the America's Most Wanted reboot. But this time, John has his first co-host, his son, Callahan. I sat down with the pair who share why they have such a passion for this work. One of the things that really comes through with you is your passion for what you do. Why? I think, is it so important to you? I, I, good question. I think a lot of people 
young people that are so involved in social media don't know that I was a hotel builder and that I had a six-year-old son in 1981 who was kidnapped by a serial predator. It took me 27 years to get justice to find out who, and he murdered my son, Adam. And we have done nothing but since, so, since 1981 but to try to change laws. I've gone to Capitol Hill, testified over 100 times. I've testified in every single state. But America's Most Wanted was a great idea by Fox. I mean, they came to me in 1987, stopped me in an airport. We had, had created, with Ronald Reagan's help, the National Center for Missing Exploited Children. I had lost my business. I was building a $26 million hotel on Paradise Island. And like most crime victims, you go broke. You can't function, you can't work. The cops did a horrible job on Adam's case. We knew it and we didn't know what happened. You know, they found his, he was decapitated. They found his remains after two weeks. So I had no option other than I was dying of a broken heart. I couldn't work. I lost my company. You crime victims go broke in this country. The power company doesn't know that you're the father of a murder child. They shut your gas and electric off. They, you know, you can't pay your mortgage. So I lost my company and Adam was our only child. And my wife and I just said, God damn it, we're gonna fight back. We're gonna do something about it. Nobody helped us search for Adam. There was no Amber Alerts. There was no National Center for Missing Exploited Children, no state clearinghouses, uh, no Adam Walsh Act, which created sex offender registry. We had to do that all the way along to here. But America's Most Wanted was a godsend. And I'll never forget, Rupert Murdoch sent a guy to track me down and caught me in the airport and said, look, how would you like to be the first host of the first reality crime show that is on the Fox network and Rupert Murdoch has come from Australia through England and starting this shit, this over here. And I went, who the hell is Rupert Murdoch? What is Fox? There's only ABC, CBS and NBC. No, no cable, no streaming, none of that. And uh, I said, what, what are they? He said, well, we've got one show on Sunday night we're gonna build to be a big, big network someday. And I said, no, I went, you know, I'm trying to raise money for the National Center. I'm trying to find missing children, et cetera. And I thought it over and I said, okay, I went back to them, businessman. I said to, said to all of Rupert's people and Rupert was always great to me and the different people at Fox. Um, okay, I do it in Washington DC where the FBI is, the US Marshals and the National Center. I pick the cases, no hotline operators except my hotline operators, no cops on the phone. I picked the cases, no Hollywood BS, I'm in, I'm in Washington, D.C. And they went, boy, for a guy that never was in the entertainment business. <laughs> you should know got, what's up, what you're got, talking about. Yeah, I said, I'm a businessman. Yeah. This is the way we're going to do it. So my wife was wonderful. I said, you know, Reve, we get threats, you know, there's creeps out there. Now I'm going to do a TV show to try to catch bad guys. And she says, that's what we're about. I said, it may make your life hard. There may be death threats. We had gotten death threats working on legislation and all this type of stuff. And she said, that's what we're all about now. That's what we do. Go do it. Go kick some ass. So the first guy I picked was David James Roberts, top of the FBI's 10 most wanted. Midwestern guy who had raped 40 women, broke out of prison, got caught. Second time he faked that he had a stomach problem, went to a hospital, his buddy had a gun there and he took off. He was on the FBI's 10 most wanted for years. While they was out on the second time, he had killed two people and two small children. I told Fox, I want to do David James Roberts first. Child killer, horrible rapist of women, serial rapist of women, child killer, I want to put him on a show. Three days later, after the premiere in February of 1980, uh, 1988, 
14 calls on David James Roberts. Guess what he was doing? Hmm. Top of the FBI's 10 most wanted serial killer, child killer. Running a shelter for the homeless on Staten Island. Living in, right in plain sight. And that, so, and that was our first capture. Wow. And then it was a race, a horse race for the 25 years I did it. We couldn't do enough cases. We caught the most famous, the hardest to catch, caught 17 guys off the FBI's 10 most wanted, recovered 61 stranger abducted missing children, the hardest to find, and caught fugitives all over the world. And now your son's joining you on this mission. He's That's a good right. man. That's right. Yeah. I grew up in this family that I watched my parents channel their emotions and their anger over what happened to Adam to make sure that Adam didn't die in vain. They always said if Adam's song is to continue, then we must do the singing. And, and whether it was mm. the founding of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children that's gone on to help recover over 400,000 missing children since its, incep in, since its inception, um, to the over you know 1,200 uh, wanted fugitives uh, on America's Most Wanted that were captured, I saw my parents go out and fight back. and. Uh, give the tools to the public to help them fight back too. It took 27 years to get justice in our family and there are so many other families out there just like ours that are desperate for justice. They have a loved one that's missing, a loved one that was murdered, what have you. There are families that are out there grieving, looking for help and support and law enforcement is is overwhelmed. You know, the cases keep loading up uh, on their docket. You know, after a couple days, you know, they're on to the next cases. Those cases go cold and we're the court of last resort. Law enforcement and these families turn to us to shine that white hot spotlight on these fugitives and get justice for these families that are so desperate for you it. You talk about justice. There were 800 murders in Chicago last year. Mm. Black on black teenagers, 99% of them. Nobody's, they'd only cleared 20 of those cases. Detroit, Baltimore, those cities, uh, New Orleans is the murder capital of the world. We're the richest, most powerful country on this planet and we put up with this BS. I didn't ever do it and I'm saddled enough to come back. There's so many people in this country that need justice. How could we be the number one trafficker, sex trafficker of children on this planet? It used to be Cambodia, we would go there, or Thailand or, or Vietnam. Now it's the United States. The, the, on the border, the Border Patrol says that because they don't have the manpower, that in a four month period, they sent 85,000 unaccompanied minors across the border from six years old to 16. Push them. Take a picture of them? No. Get their name? No. Swab them with DNA in case they get separated or they get sex trafficked or stuff. Brought to the border, pushed across with the fentanyl. 107,000 people died of fentanyl last year. Not all drug addicts. People that bought one pill to study for an exam, one pill of Adderall full of fentanyl, and it, it kills them. It, it, you know, it's out of control. It really is out of control. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you to be the only father-son duo on TV. <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, I think, you know, uh, America is fed up with these spikes in, in crime rates across the country. They want to see a family go out there and get justice. They want to see a family go out there and stand up for the other families that may not have a voice, may not have the ability to go out and fight back. And so we harness the, the public. We harness those, you know, the boots on the ground, the eyes and the ears. They are the force multiplier for the show. We shine a white hot spotlight on unwanted fugitives and it's the public that provides these tips. And I, I'm just honored to be able to follow in my father's footsteps, huge shoes to fill. I watched my father shoot, you know, film America's Most Wanted my whole life, wound up becoming a producer on America's Most Wanted towards the tail end. 
I've worked on a few of his other shows, co-hosted uh, In Pursuit with him, and now uh, filling uh, you know this role on America's Most Wanted is just a lifelong dream of mine. Mm -hmm. This reboot of AMW is going to be amazing. It's going to catch wanted fugitives. It's going to get the justice that these families uh, are, are looking for. It's going to help law enforcement, and it gives the tools to the public to help fight back. Do you ever worry that you all are in danger because you're shedding this white hot spotlight, as you said, on these very dangerous people. Sure, yeah, you know, it comes with the territory. Um, I, I grew up, we had bodyguards and we, you know, I we had our phone numbers were unlisted and, and all the rest. Um, you know, data is easy to find these days, mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's what we have to live with. Um, you know, that's not something that's gonna turn us away from doing the right thing. We're gonna saddle up, uh, we're gonna fight back. We are a family that suffered through a, a very tragic event. That won't stop us, and the threats from any of these cowards out there won't stop us either. And they've been, they've, they've been, America is a bad place for threats and assassinating and killing people. But you know, you, you, you have to fight back. You can't be intimidated. And I've given, I believe that vast amount of people on this planet are good. There's a small amount of really bad, really horrible, evil people who do horrible things. And I give people the way to do it. I go, guarantee anonymity. I say, I don't know what, I don't care what your name is. I don't care whether you live, you're illegal, whether you live in Europe, you're here. You tell me where that dirt bag is, I'll go get him. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, there'll never be a knock on your door from a cop or a DA or somebody saying, we gotta drag you into court. And then the bad guy gets the witness list and they go out and kill you. I've suffered some threats. FBI killed one guy that said he was gonna kill me. But you know, you, you just can't, you, you just have to man up. You have to man up and do something about it. So you have had threats made against you? A lot of them over the years. FBI killed one guy in Denver, escaped from prison. And you know, they, we had such good, good, you know, we, we, we don't have great guns. I have guns, we don't have great background checks. This guy was able, while he was on the FBI's 10 Most Wanted, to buy 27 high-powered weapons from gun shows while he was on the FBI to kill me, mm -hmm. to track me down somewhere and kill me with these high-powered rifles. Jail? No, he got out, oh, he got broke out. out. So, so every week he would call the hotline and say, I'm gonna kill John Walsh, I know where the studio is and stuff. But the FBI did a real good job, tracked him down, but he had 27 weapons. Our, our, I, I believe in the right to own, own guns, but we have the worst gun laws on the planet. We have so many homicides related to gun, five kids a week from, car, from guns going off in their house. But uh, that's something I'm working on. But you, you just, I think, you know, we had, I had, he had a hero grandfather. My father was a B-24 bomber pilot that um, flew B-24 the whole war. He, he quit, he had one month ago graduate from Notre Dame, Irish American family. And he, Pearl Harbor came and he, uh, he, he joined. And I asked him on his deathbed, he died at 52, very young. And I said, Dad, why did you quit Notre Dame? You could have graduated. The Cleveland Indians wanted you to play baseball. And you spent the whole war there of the 29 bombers that went over. You were the only one that came back in your B-24 with your four guys. And they told me how disciplined you were. And I said, you're on your deathbed. Tell me why. He said, evil prevails when good men do nothing. Mm. Live by that. Mm. Live by that. Thank you both very much. Really nice to be with you today. Catch America's Most Wanted on Fox. And that's all we've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to listen and follow on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next time.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.